was cute. Thank you. <laughs> How are you, Katie? Yeah, I'm doing all right. How are you doing? Mm, it's going. <laughs> also, I feel like I am very late. Like, does it seem that I'm late? I'm, I'm like, I'm talking and the voice comes in late. <laughs> I don't know. Um, no, you're not that. It's not that bad, but I, I, there's like a minor delay, but it's not so terrible. This is so weird. It's life tripping. <laughs> it looks all right on my end, so I don't know. Good. Uh, <coughs> and that's all that matters. Oh. Um, don't die, please. No, I'm fine. It's just the ice cream I just had. Fair deal. Um, do you want to introduce yes. our beautiful bookish? Right, that's true. Hi, everyone. Welcome to all the films we judged before. I'm Katie, and that is lovely baby k ah not troy baker and that's the wonderful katie just saying <laughs> you know i won't leave it out <laughs> it's just because um, i already introduced myself and you're like no I that's care. <laughs> I <don't care. laughs> I need to give you a compliment um um so what what okay we we did a recording on monday and it's mm -hmm. only thursday yep. but i will still ask what did you watch kind of nothing I haven't really watched nothing. anything in the past couple of days. I've been my friend um, Emma has been streaming a lot of stuff, so I've been watching her stuff, um, stream some stuff. That's a cemetery on Twitch. Just a little shout out to my friend Twitch cemetery. <laughs> um, and I've just been playing a lot of Hades in the meantime, so I haven't really been watching very much. Okay. But what have you been watching? Well, uh, yesterday, for example, <laughs> I rewatched uh, uh, War of the Worlds, which I haven't seen in. Wait, the uh, oh. the which one? The the Tom Cruise one. Wow, okay. Um, and uh, I made some realizations uh -huh. during that film. I love that film. Uh, and that still applies. I think it's a good film. Uh, but oh my God, the kids were so annoying. It might be my age. I don't know. At this point, that's my conclusion that I am just getting so easily annoyed that I'm like, ah. Um, but I also, I also got to say that uh, Dr. Fanning is just laid everything uh, no matter what she did. It was like, you she know, even though she was young when she did that, didn't she? Yeah, she, she was like 10 <laughs> ish, nine ish, something like that. Dr. Fanning, War of the. It's 2005 age. movie. So. Mm. She was 10. 10. There you go. There you go. Um, Thanks, Google. And, <laughs> yes, thank Google. Uh, and 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 oh my God, I can I can get over like I um I do think that uh, the child actors that we are getting uh, nowadays are also some of them are exceptionally good. Like um, you know I I could list all the kids from Stranger Things or from It uh, or whatever really. Uh, we have some extraordinary um, uh, youngsters, but uh, Dakota Fanning is still like. He's just, she's just up sorry. the top. Youngsters really got me. <laughs> sorry, I'm old. <laughs> Those kids. <laughs> Those kids. I've been feeling old lately, okay? So I can moan about it. Get out from my mouth. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> oh, geez. I'm just 30, so I'm like, I'm not that old, I know. So don't add me, okay? <laughs> Um, but I also watched Enola Holmes. Mm. We had a bit of discussion about Enola Holmes. I, I am still on edge with it. I'm like, hmm. I don't like. I 
when I was talking, God damn it. Come on, don't die, please. <laughs> it's fine. It's just, it's, I, I, I'm just clearing my, my chest, you know. Um, when I was telling you about it, I wasn't trying to make out like it was like the best movie ever or anything. Yeah. Because I don't think it is that at all. But I think it's a fun little romp, you know? And I think it was better than I was anticipating it to be. Um, yeah, it wasn't bad. I wouldn't say that. It was a fun movie based off a kid's book. I think it's just sort of like, take it as yeah. it. You know? Yeah. And I I'd watch I, another one. I, I will watch another one as well. Like uh, it, it wasn't like, oh my God, I'm, I'm on edge because I, I can't decide if it's bad or good. It's, it's more like that. Uh, the, the thing that I told you as well, that uh, yeah. if, if kids are growing up with her uh, and then we have Sherlock, I'm just not sure if, if I am okay with that, it's not like I've been reading Sherlock Holmes when I was a kid. Like it's nothing like that. But uh, you know, it was Sherlock Holmes and and done. I think you're reading into it a bit too much. I I know, <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably like I really don't think it. I mean, maybe <laughs> initially they might be like, oh, there's um, they they might you know draw a certain conclusion, but you know, probably very quickly figure out that actually this is a side character to a very famous detective from yeah i guess i guess i don't know it wasn't bad like i, I wouldn't say that and obviously like um uh, the cast was really good millie bobby did a great job she did. um okay but so... here's the big question what did you think of henry cavill sherlock holmes because you have mixed feelings on mr cavill <laughs> as an actor not as a human being we all think he's great oh, as a person yes yes yes, yes. uh most definitely well he wasn't in there too much no that's uh, very true and that was very so, intentional as well yeah uh, but i mean what i saw from him i would watch i would probably watch a movie where he plays there you go because full, full, that, that was the impression i got from it as well i was re i really enjoyed what he had with that character but there was like yeah. did you know about you know, the um the lawsuit that the colin doyle estate brought against the film because apparently no. the version of Sherlock Holmes, one, um, they were basically said, uh, you can't have Sherlock be hot because that is against the character. Uh, and also you can't have him be nice because that part of the Sherlock, of that part of the Sherlock Holmes character isn't actually in the public domain yet. Like that, like post um, um, final problem, uh, Sherlock Holmes was like, a lot nicer and kind of calmer and all that sort of stuff and apparently because those novels are not actually in the public domain they weren't allowed to make him that way it's the stupidest lawsuit you've ever heard of it's like you're suing them because you made Sherlock too nice and too attractive uh, okay <laughs> it's, really it's, it's, it's insane yes <laughs> it's insane um, I don't know about you know it's like Sherlock is the is a very interesting character for mm. me. Uh, I I never thought of him as, as someone nice, but there is actually kindness in him, like mm. even in the books. So yeah. I don't know what. I don't know. <laughs> this is the Doyle's thing. I think maybe they just like to bring money out of people every so often. Mm, yep, maybe. Supposedly, maybe. this is. I'm not slandering anybody. Please don't come after me. <laughs> Please don't kill us. <laughs> Fair deal, fair deal. So yeah, that's that's the new thing I watched, uh, uh, and obviously, it's today's episode. Yes. Oh it's, man, it's Katie's dream coming true. I'm thrilled. If you if you, if you didn't know, uh, Katie's been living in in the West Wing uh, yeah. for the past 
couple months. Months, yeah. So yeah, about three months now. Um, I let's put it this way. I so okay. <laughs> Beginning of the story. I um I have been wanting to watch The West Wing for a very long time, but it wasn't on anything. It, like it wasn't on Netflix uh, here in the UK. It wasn't on Prime. It wasn't so high up in my list of priorities that I was like gonna go out of my way to to download it or anything like that. Mm. Hang on. <laughs> Oh my god <laughs> i promise i'm fine it's just a bit i'm just a bit the ice cream um, the ice cream. um but then i found it like a, a couple like mid-november suddenly just suddenly discovered that all seven seasons were on all four which is channel four's sort of you know online for the mm. americans in the audience um it's the channel four's online sort of streaming service thing um and it's free but you do have to watch ads. And I was like, okay, it's here. I may as well stick an episode on. And then I watched, uh, I, <laughs> I was watching that all on Channel 4 and then I got midway through uh, season four and I was talking to you about it. And I was like, I couldn't find the DVD box set anyway. It was like, this wasn't on Amazon. Look, I'll have, I'll show you. And then found it on Amazon for like 40 quid. And I went, these are mine now. I get it, but it's like stuff. It's behind my green screen up on my shelf. I should have brought it over with me. Um, and then I proceeded to very quickly binge the rest of it. It took about 13 days in total, the whole thing. It's, it's very intensive. <laughs> so, um, yeah, now I, I, I mean, it just, it's one of those shows that I stumbled across and I'm just, it, it scratched the right part of my brain at the right time. You know, it, it just it gave me everything that I kind of wanted to be watching out of a TV show. It's so hopeful and like, like unabashedly um, sort of sentimental about the good that people can do. Uh, that it was just sort of like, this is nice. I'm just enjoying that this is the sort of, look at all these people who are incredibly smart, speaking very quickly and just trying to get shit done because they think it's the right thing to do. Like, like that's nice, you know? Mm. Oh, I like them. <laughs> and then we have why I love the West Wing. But, uh, man. But it also, it is just some of the best fucking television I've ever seen. Like, yeah. It was just so good. I mean, you okay. got that beautiful Sorkin dialogue, at least for the first four seasons. Um, and like, I, I have been kind of discussing episodes with a friend of mine because uh, he's currently making his way through them. So every time he watches an episode, he tells me all of his thoughts on the stuff that's happening. Um, and it's like at least it's particularly with those those first four seasons it's like even when the quality was like less than usual like you were like this isn't as good an episode it was never like this episode is bad it, it was like here are all the ways that it, it could have been better and it was like it was a, it was an intellectual exercise in order to be able to talk about like how things could have been improved instead of just being that like I didn't enjoy this like there was always something there's always something to really kind of dig into and discuss about it because oh man it because the, the just the the writing is is so rich and i there are obviously uh sorkin's got a lot of critics who are like he's a bit sort of soapboxy and and a lot of people don't like the way he writes women and i understand that in a lot of ways but also i think i i've ne i never found any of the women in his stuff to be so problematic that i was like bad talking he really seems to hate those women and I'm like I don't think that's the case um 
I had more thoughts and they've kind of dissipated but yeah I just it's just good television you know like I even when I got into the latter seasons and they ruined Toby some of them won't be annoyed about this um, <laughs> I still finished the show and was like that was one of the best things I've ever watched I cried throughout the entirety of the finale <laughs> literally started the episode started crying and did not stop until it ended fair enough that's um, like understandable it was just it's just good 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 stuff and plus it's just great characters that i i love all of them even will bailey because <laughs> i know a lot of people don't like will bailey but i do love will bailey <laughs> <laughs> yeah. gotcha uh, your love is coming through uh, as as you are talking. I love it dearly. I, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> Next week you're gonna turn up with a best wing tattoo. <laughs> gonna be like, <laughs> oh wait, that's me. I'm getting tattoos all the time. Yeah, I, I don't actually have any tattoos. That's a fun mm. fact for you, though. I do not have, I have a few. Yes, I do. <laughs> that I knew. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you already answered the questions. I didn't even. <laughs> Um, well then i want to know um because you've been going through them again yes because you watched them back when they were airing when didn't you because i'm old well yeah i i I was (laughs) i was two when the first episode came out well i wasn't old old when the first episode came out obviously um it was uh my um because it came out in how old i was it was 99 so and you're about seven yeah, years I old. Yeah, I was nine. Yeah, I was yeah. nine. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, and, um, you know, my uh, parents were very surprised that I am watching a show like this. <laughs> I was surprised as well. But I was uh, a weird kid. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. So I, I was just... watching crime dramas from, like, age, age to lesson. <laughs> there you go. So, you know. Um, and uh, it's... It, it, it was hard waiting for the episodes to come. I'm not gonna lie, like you know, obviously back then you didn't have the luxury to just sit down and binge watch the whole uh, thing. The whole thing. Um, and uh, there were cliffhangers in there that made you go like, "Oh my god!" Uh, and the worst thing was when you had to wait like three or four months between uh, uh, two seasons. And yeah, like... I mean, I'm I can't imagine the wait between the big end of season one at the beginning of season two because that finale is is like like i was yeah. literally sitting there going <laughs> like oh god josh. of course it was josh yeah so it was uh it was it was hard <laughs> but it was worth it and um i i also gonna do this and and say that uh those who are mourning about uh wandavision coming out once a week uh i know i mourned about it as well but it's it's out of pure excitement. I actually hmm. really enjoy watching them like this. Yeah, it's uh, it's that because... thing of like, how dare they put them out once a week? But also, don't stop. Yes, yes, exactly. Like you know, it it, it gives to the excitement. You, I am more excited to sit down every Friday than I ever was before. I was yeah. like, I'm like, oh my god, oh my god. Uh, so yeah, uh, it's it's called television. Just Wait. so you know. <laughs> yeah. Did you see that? It was. Um, I think Grace tweeted, like, retweeted it. There was like an IndieWire uh, yeah, article that right. was. Like, <laughs> it's, it's like, like what you're what you're referring to is episodic television. 
right? It, it didn't die out. It still exists. And actually, a lot of shows still work like this. And Love Division is actually perfect for it, to be fair. Hmm. Although and at the end so, of that yeah. last episode, I was sitting there going, I can't I believe it ended already, especially because those episodes are like, they're sneaky because you think, oh, look, this is 37 minutes long. No, it's not. It's half an hour long. And there's seven minutes worth of credits at the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the last three episodes are going to be apparently an hour long. Oh, so that's interesting. 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 Uh, but yeah, um, I, I enjoyed watching the best thing like that. Uh, like, you know, there were times, I'm not going to lie, there were times when I forgot that <laughs> it was coming on on Friday. I was like, oh shit, that was the best thing. Uh, but then I quickly uh, caught up on it. Um, yeah, it was, it, it was, um, it was a really good show, uh, like among the shows that were airing um, with it, it was like, it was definitely my favorite one. Oh, and uh, and mostly because I, I just uh, loved looking into how the whole uh, White House works. And, and, yeah. and you know, I, I think, you know, obviously there are a lot of things in that that are made up. And yeah, there are things that they, 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 I, the, I would recommend anybody who is interested in the show and wants to kind of learn more about it on the outside of it as well listen to the west wing weekly podcast because they do such a good job of a breaking down every episode um in terms of plot and whatnot but then they also get these incredible interviews with people who used to work in the white house mm. to kind of talk about certain things to do with the episode and like hey how accurate was this sort of thing a lot of them were actually west wing fans which is just funny to me just the number of them is like did you watch the west wing yeah i did watch the west wing whilst it was on <laughs> But they talked to like the former press secretaries and like uh, uh, speechwriters and like mm. so many um, uh, so different types of people. To, so you can like, learn about just so much of like the machinations of, of, of the White House and, and like especially in the area era of uh, Clinton and Bush, which is when the area uh, the um, show was airing. Mm. Um, oh, it's just a really fucking fascinating podcast. Even if they did shit on my boy Josh all the time. god <laughs> regularly they were just like josh is being a dick this episode i'm like you shut your mouth <laughs> <laughs> defend my uh, boy well well sometimes he was a dick yeah sometimes he was a dick i'm fully aware but they made him out to be way more of a dick than he actually is fair fair fair, fair. um but uh yeah i i'm i don't think i am as big of a fan as you are <laughs> I do, I do like it a lot, but uh, you know, it's it's like um, I would go back to favorite episodes rather than right. rewatching the whole thing, uh, because I I do think there were like weaker episodes in that, oh, that yeah. I don't <laughs> don't really like, and and actually, uh, uh, I just realized now uh, because you gave me a list of episodes, I, I really give you a couple, yeah, yes. And uh, I actually did not like how they did uh, season two, first two episodes. You don't like In the Shadow of Two Gunmen? Okay, explain. <laughs> I, I don't like the way they did it because I don't You're not like a fan of the flashback? Like, um, yes, I don't. I, don't. Like, I, I, I like flashbacks, but I don't mm. like them when they are like in a drama situation. Like, you know, Joss has been 
Sean and mm. you know let's remember all the things how we all came together and I'm like what like he's he's in surgery I don't care about your flashbacks <laughs> it's I know it sounds yeah. weird but I feel like that those flashbacks were like it was a really good way to uh, get to know how they all came together like I like the story in there but I don't like that it was put into these two episodes I think that that was my problem with it like I, I wanted to focus more on the on the drama part I guess in a mm. way yeah that's the thing about it Sorkin never went for that sort of thing you know yeah. he never went know, for the I like really obvious like <laughs> drama uh element of like he wasn't going to show you like any of the the the, the 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 sort of foreign policy sort of stuff going on yeah, it was yeah. just how are we going to make this like group of people sit in a room and make it really interesting for you to watch anyway? Because that is what Zorkin does best. He sits people in rooms and he gets them to talk to each other. And it's just the most compelling fucking thing you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> Hence why I got you to watch 17 people as well, because that is like a prime example of that as like a... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, so good. Definitely. And, uh, you know, the reason you like this... Uh, is the reason why I keep telling you to watch Game of Thrones. I I but here, I tried Game of Thrones. I did. I like it, it was a while ago now, I'll admit, but I watched most like it, not I didn't watch the finale of, of season one, but I got I watched episode nine. I think the last thing I saw was Ned Stark getting his head cut off. And I just was like, meh. <laughs> it just wasn't did not grab me. Um, mm. sure. I couldn't because to be fair uh, I love Westwood because of the conversations and then uh, the closest thing uh, that ever got to them was Game of Thrones because some of the conversations in Game of Thrones is just like you know there were a lot of people complaining that they are, they are talking too much in Game of Thrones but like those are the best parts <laughs> I love it when they talk too much it's one of the reasons why I loved uh, Gilmore Girls growing up like they just talk really quickly. I love fast dialogue. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's so that, much fun. Anything that can kind of have it, just like a bunch of people being very articulate and just sort of bouncing things back at each other. Plus, Sorkin has said many times that he writes dialogue because he like music, which is exactly how I hear dialogue. Um, I like I will get dialogue stuck in my head like it's music. Uh, sometimes mm. I I always have specific lines from like whatever thing I might have been watching like get stuck in my head. And I'll, I want to say it like over and over again, like I would want to sing a song that was stuck in my head. Um, I've had it a couple of times with this show, but that's one of the reasons because it just, it sounds so good that I want to just, yeah. I might not understand all of it because they'll be like talking like really intense for horrible stuff. And I'm like, I don't know what any of this means, but it sounds good. <laughs> it works like that. That's the magic of it. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, tell me who's your favorite character, I guess we can jump to that one. It's Josh Lyman. <laughs> it's my boy Josh. I, <laughs> I mean, I would ask you about this now. I'm kidding. I no, I, I do love Josh. I love Josh very dearly. I, I love um I kind of I liked ev I liked everybody immediately. I kind of loved CJ first because I mean Alice and fucking Janny is kind of the powerhouse of this show. <laughs> mm -hmm. I love um I just have I, she's uh, just this incredibly capable um hang on what is it that i because i wrote a bunch of character notes down what did i write i wrote um i'm just six foot six feet of pure badassery and competency she's like just it's 
every I mean everybody's incredibly competent because that's kind of the 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 draw of the show but I just loved how even when like things like went against her or she like she fucked up or something like that along those lines she still found a way to like fix her own mistakes and became better because of like anything that she did wrong I love I love that I love that all of them are flawed in some kind of way and like yeah had like hubrises that kind of got the better of them sometimes Josh being definitely one of them the boy is so arrogant sometimes and like just completely lets that get ahead of him but I oh man um uh, but uh yeah obviously I got to episode five in the first season is called uh crackpots in these women and it's one of my favorite episodes because um I mean I love everything uh, part of it because I think Bartley gives one of my favorite speeches at the end of that episode um but also it's the episode where Josh gets given the um NSC card to tell him mm-hmm. where to go in an event of an emergency and he just spends the entire episode like don't really know what to do with this because <laughs> it's like I could go into like in this like you know out of bound scenario where like a nuclear bomb goes off he would be in a bunker with the president but the rest of his friends would end up you know incinerated that's kind of the and he just can't deal with it and he goes no I, I have to give this back because I, I want to be a comfort to my friends and tragedy and and it was just in that moment I was like I love this man <laughs> he's my favorite I mean, in, in, in that uh, episode, they talk about, I don't know, what was the disease that they talk about? Oh, smallpox. He does that whole rant about the, the how um, the end of the world isn't going to be, um, it's not going to be a bomb going off or anything like that. It's going to be a little test tube with a degrading little rubber cap that somebody throws down. And it, it's, watching that now is just sort of like, yeah. <laughs> That's what I wanted to say. I was like, oh, I forgot about this part. <laughs> yeah. Yep, <laughs> it's uh, it hits you uh, if you watch it now. It's like it's just this hit. God <laughs> damn! But they also they did another episode like that in which um like end of season five. It's called No Exit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When they um Debbie supposedly gets like sprayed with something and they think that she's got um uh, and they have to go through the whole like quarantine thing process. Um, everybody gets like shut down and uh. Uh, that that one it's just the way that everybody started they, they do that thing do you remember there was an episode of scrubs way back in the day that showed like the the passing of diseases like it had oh, it, yes. it, yeah, and yeah. It, it i think about i that was like the first thing i thought about when this whole thing started i was mm-hmm. like all i could think about is that scene from scrubs when they show how the yeah. disease passes from one person to another and like how it can then you know infect one person it's or scary but yeah it's but it's like the way that they shoot that opening sequence in that episode is that they keep doing these like really sh- like close lingering shots in people's hands touching things mm-hmm. and like um or, like touching their faces and, and like their mouths and like coughing and stuff and it, i was sitting there going oh god <laughs> it was like the moment that they brought is- masks out i'm like that's just <laughs> life now <laughs> Uh, I think it was, uh, yeah, it was Jane Lynch uh, who tweeted out that uh, ever since we have to um, uh, wear face masks, uh, I didn't have the flu or anything else. Yeah. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> I was like, I am the kind of person that when winter hits, I get immediately a get the flu or something or a cold or something. I didn't have that. I got a cold this year, but like it was very short and I, I got over it quite quickly. But um yeah it's funny how not really going outside too much and <laughs> stops you from getting sick yeah and just you know putting on a freaking face mask it's mm. like it can help a lot so here's your PSA guys 
yeah, uh, there's, there, I think there's, a, I read about a really interesting thing, just to go off topic for a minute, I read a whole really interesting thing about how um, we, even though we are in the, obviously in the midst of pandemic and we should be kind of mm. washing things very clear, closely and sanitizing, but like we, sh as soon as things kind of come back to normal and there's less, like far less of a risk of that kind of infection spreading like the plague that it is really we shouldn't keep over sanitizing everything because if if you bring, bring out kids in that environment they are way more likely to get like a ton of allergies because they just don't have the immune systems built up to to kind of fight anything else so i look forward to a time where we can kind of find a middle ground and where we yeah. like if you are sick and you have to go out in public, you should stop. You should wear a mask in order to, um, you know, maybe stop infecting other people quite as much. Mm -hmm. But also, you know, we've got to. We, uh, hopefully, we have to get back to a place where I can just get on a bus and not have to worry about that sort of thing, or go into a shop and not have to put on a face mask. Because I, it's like, there, 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 there's some kind of middle ground that we should be able to find our way to, you know. Which I look forward. To, I look forward to the day that we can get back to that. <laughs> so hopefully soon, soon. Uh, do you soon. have anyway i'm gonna pivot right back to the conversation now and say do you have a favorite character i do uh, do, do you want CJ. to tell me <laughs> <laughs> it's cj uh, yeah. <clears throat> because i love alice and jenny yeah uh, a lot i love you alice and jenny you're great <laughs> i want to hug you one day honestly just absolutely <laughs> adore her <laughs> uh and then and then a uh, poor guy you can't see him can't see him he can't see him either <laughs> <Sorry, my chair. laughs> but, <laughs> but it's 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 the president there you yeah, go that's fair I because like i just told you uh that uh every time this man starts to talk especially well usually at the end of episodes i'm like yeah. don't cry get back in there here <laughs> And just, just, you know, trying to knock yeah. it's, it's It's great. It's fucking great. Um, Martin uh, fucking Sheen. Martin fucking Sheen. Exactly. Oh, uh, I, I quite like Charlie as well. I uh, love Charlie. Uh, I love Charlie Charlie's very dearly. Great. Yeah. yeah, He's great. Um, I don't like Donna. <clears throat> I'm offended. I'm honestly, I like, I'm, I'm the, that hurts me. On a very deep and emotional level, I love that, Donna. That's why I whispered. I I hope that you wouldn't hear. Me. <laughs> oh God, I'm sorry. And uh, I feel like that, uh, even though I I I love him as an actor, uh, Toby is kind of a jackass sometimes. They ruined Toby. That's the thing, though. Like Toby in the first four seasons was complicated and moral and like, um, you know. I mean, it's he was curmudgeonly but he was never a bad person like he was always incredibly oh, no, no, no. Yeah. um but they made toby into this kind of like like they made him into an asshole in the last three few seasons because they just never understood him and then they had the whole military sh shuttle thing which i just he wouldn't have done that he just wouldn't have done that i could just <laughs> infuriates me that they they i mean i like you can feel richard schiff being annoyed at like all the stuff that they they had him do in those last couple of seasons because mm. it's it, it just i mean and i was annoyed looking at it there's an episode in season six where it's the episode where toby finds out that his brother died um right um and there was a scene in that episode where josh comes in and starts yelling at him 
and then yep. they have a fight and I was watching it like the fuck am I looking at right now none of this is like not in in it, it's uh, Toby wouldn't be acting like this Josh wouldn't call him a bastard because like it, it, none of this makes any sense mm. and there were a few moments like that in those last couple of seasons like I love all of the stuff to do with the campaign I think that's really well done and it clearly comes from experience because um Eli Addy kind of went through that whole uh, process um who was one of the writers on the show he was a speech writer under Clinton and 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 then worked for Al Gore so he knew that whole process very well and you can feel that in when they actually did it but mm -hmm. they just they, they just ruined a lot of like they they there were so many characters that they kind of didn't understand fully I actually think Donna's one of the only people that they they managed to improve uh in those last couple of seasons because they they mm -hmm. gave her agency and they gave her like a a, a, a want for more because I think that was one of the things that Sorkin didn't do particularly well with Donna in those first few seasons is that she's mm -hmm. just she just is kind of there um uh she is an assistant she's happy to be there which is great and I think obviously the interplay between her and, and Josh is fucking great why well, i love them so dearly um but she never had any like ambitions and they gave her amb and they 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 managed to turn her into somebody who had ambitions to do something more in those last couple of seasons so that she went from being josh's assistant to first lady chief of, chief of staff which i just love that for <laughs> but like people like toby they did it with with cj a little bit as well because they made her into the chief of staff which you think would be like this huge promotion but then they kind of took all of the fun out of her and she was always so fun, you know, she did stupid, she kind of did like stupid stuff. One of the reasons why Sorkin hired Alice and Johnny was because he loved how she does a pratfall, and which is why she does that. She falls off the treadmill in the first episode. <laughs> he just That's so funny still. That and, you know, obviously the bit where she falls into the pool in the... In the... Oh my God. <laughs> CJ, you fell into the pool there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I love it so much. Yeah. It happens. I don't it know. Happens. They, I, they, they, I mean, that and they, they, um, they just kind of abandoned Charlie throughout the last couple of seasons as well, which always made me sad. Yeah. Like, I, I, I know, know that like in that. season seven, everybody had like less episodes because they had to bring costs down and all that sort of stuff. Um, uh, so that's why Richard Schiff's not really in it and he didn't even want to be in the finale that's how much how angry he was uh, at the whole thing and how he completely disenfranchised he was which just oh, breaks my heart because <laughs> I love Toby very dearly um, yeah they, they, there's a lot of like those last couple of seasons there's a lot of very mixed feelings but overall I do love like the the campaign was enough to kind of invigorate the whole thing for me that I mm. I still felt like satisfied by the end of it even if i was annoyed with some of the choices that they made for certain characters yeah i mean i do remember that when it it adds it's like i think that's when i started to lose interest in like when season six started to come out it yeah. was like by that point i was a bit like eh. a lot of people yeah. called season five like the sort of um speed bump year where they kind of had to try and figure out how to do the show without sorkin and I honestly think I I don't mind season five. There's it, there's not a whole lot to kind of pin to its name. Uh, obviously, the Supremes is kind of one of the the best episodes in that season because you have the whole storyline with, with them trying to put Glenn Close on the on the Supreme Court, which is 
I mean, it's just such a like a one of the reasons why it's so good is because it's such an optimistic episode where they kind of go from like oh we can't do this maybe we can do this no we can't do this actually no we can do this and you ha- end up with this really excellent result at the end of it and it was like oh this is what the west wing's about but um i actually felt season six was more difficult to watch because they split Josh and Donna up and I had I had such trouble trying to deal with the fact that they weren't uh, like none of them were a unit at that point like everybody was off in different directions I was like I feel like I'm I'm having I had to really push through those episodes because I was like I'm just not enjoying this section of it and I knew it was going to get better again with season seven kind of having everybody involved in the campaign and everything but it it was a it was rough for a few minutes Uh, now I've gone back and listened to people talk about it and stuff I have a bit more respect for like what they did with Donna even if I do think it was wrong the way that they did mm-hmm. it like I, I just refuse to believe that like sure maybe Josh would like try and stop her from leaving but I think his they they made his motivations wrong uh because it's like they just had a whole arc where Donna went to Gaza and got blown up and like mm-hmm. you can't tell me that Josh wouldn't blame himself for that, considering yeah. the fact that he they've literally built it into his character multiple times throughout the season that he doesn't leave people. He thinks it's his fault when people get hurt around him. That you can't tell me that he wouldn't like then hold on to Donna even tighter to be like, no, you're not going anywhere because I sent you off one more uh, one time before and you got hurt, so therefore you are not allowed to leave. But no, they didn't yeah. touch that at all. That would have been good character work. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I remember then, you know, once they weren't that close, like mm. I, it felt like that it was falling apart a bit. I was right. like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I I remember that uh, uh, I only watched season seven mm. uh, a year later, like it, it originally yet, because yeah. I was like, I am not even sure if I am interested in it anymore. I love season um, seven. So it, def- it definitely had a rough... Uh, it had a little action. rough spot in the middle there. <laughs> yeah, it was like, yeah, it, it kind of lost its magic a little bit. Uh, but yeah, season seven definitely uh, kind of brings you know. it back in a bit. Like it, but, yeah. it finds a way to be something new and interesting. Like at the end of season seven, you, I, I was sitting there like I would watch another couple of seasons of the Santos administration at this point. Like I, I would watch like these newer characters um, mm-hmm. navigating this this sort of world and also uh, stuff. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I had a thought just then, and I lost it. Hang on, let me oh, see if I have know. it in my my. <laughs> You're not. No, <laughs> uh, no, not really. <laughs> I will say, under Donna, I just went Donna fucking miles out. I adore you so. <laughs> Bad deal. Bad deal. I do get people who like her. I don't know why I didn't like her. Like I can't put it into words. I think it's it's mainly because she was a bit eh. Yeah. Eh. I, it's so funny watching the because I, I I watched the pilot again yesterday. Like I, I mentioned to you, yeah. um, it, it's so funny watching them bringing Mandy. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 Mandy who disappeared after one season that was never mentioned again. Just, but like how they introduced Mandy is like supposedly the sort of romantic foil for Josh, right? I, I then they clearly had yeah. no chemistry. No, no. But like within the first scene that you have Donna and Josh in the same room, I was like, it's just there instantly. The two of them clearly just clicked. 
yeah. immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, um, I, I think there was some kind of trouble with, with Moira Kelly, who played Mandy. The I don't remember what but basic was thing that there. happened was that they they introduced Moira Kelly. They again have brought her in um, in the pilot, obviously, to be this kind of like they thought they were going to build up this will they won't they thing between um, Mandy and Josh. But then there wasn't really anything between them. And then after that point, they didn't know what to do with her. So they kind of didn't he he stopped kind of writing stuff for her. Um and it, 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 the whole thing just didn't really work out. So that by the end of it, she's going, she's getting narratives like the pandas, you know. Um, and so by the end of the season, they would, it, it was just sort of like, this clearly isn't doing anything. Uh, you're not happy. We're not particularly happy. Why don't we just part ways? So, mm. um, which, you know, I guess it's a shame, but also Mandy never really fit within the no. narrative. Like the I, moment I, she, like you start season two, and you're like. Oh right, yeah, Mandy's not here. Yeah, <laughs> you just don't really miss her that much, which is shame. I, really I love her, so I love Maura Carey, Kelly as an actress. I used yeah, to watch yeah. her in um, One Tree Hill, and obviously she was like Scott's mum, and, and mm. um, it took me a while to place her because I was like, oh, she's really familiar. <laughs> oh my god, that was me with uh, uh, Lisa Adlerstein because I completely forgot that she was in this one as Laurie. Oh right, yeah, 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 yeah. early, like, early Laurie stuff. Actually, we haven't spoken about Sam Seaborn, who is basically Chris Traeger just turned down a bit. Yeah, I know, Sam was always a bit like I didn't mind him, but I also wouldn't He's have a sweet mind boy. if he wasn't there. Yeah, well, if you remember when he left, it was kind of like, what did I write about Sam? Um, I wrote. You're a sweet boy. Your relationship with Toby was so pure, and you uh, signified absolute idealism and what could be in the written prose. And then I went the whole written thing with Laurie was dumb, but you always wanted the best for the people around you. Yeah, it was really dumb. But um... just I, I that whole narrative thing, like I, I liked the idea of him like befriending this person who was in yeah. maybe the situation that he didn't agree with. It's just the fact that he kept trying. They pushed this like weird savior narrative. Where it was like, I'm going to save her from this life of, of, of sex work. And it's like, she was in constantly like, I don't need saving. I'm fine. Stop trying to save me. I'm not going to change anything. I'm fine. Yeah, but um, I, I think uh, that could have worked if they went into it a bit deeper. Because mm. I, I, there were times where I even forgot that that storyline existed. Because right. sometimes it felt like that they forgot about it. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> This is still going on, okay. Um, yeah, they bring it up again. I think if I, I would have been more interested in that kind of storyline if they it had led to a place where Sam actually let go of those sort of prejudices and, and like ideas of what she should be doing with herself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that would have been more interesting to me. Uh, but yeah. no, it, it just kind of was like, it constantly kept being sort of brought back up again every so often. And he'd be like, no, I'm going to do, continue to try and, what was it? I'm on a... I know that might have been a that might have been something from the uh, the newsroom. He, he, they, they were, I think there might have been a line about trying like on a mission to civilize or something like that. Um, mm. And it's like you don't need to do that. She's fine, Sam. She's fine. But yeah. I will say one of my favorite lines is in I think it's in Shibboleth where he they're trying to write the Thanksgiving Day speech and he's like mm. reading all this stuff about like um, he, he reading off a bit like he wrote about like. Um, uh, the one the pilgrims came uh, to uh, and he kind of describes their like, whole life and then he ends it with and then they solve crimes <laughs> pilgrim detectives 
I'm like, that's what I love about Sam Seaborn. He's a little bit silly. And I love that he was that kind of perfect foil for Toby, who was, you know, so serious and like moral yeah, and all yeah. that sort of stuff. And you have yeah. this sort of lighthearted Sam on the other side and they kind of balanced each other out. I, mm. That was good. Yeah. Being said, I did love like when Will Bailey gets introduced um, in uh, like early season four. Because um, I know that... Um, Josh Molina and Aaron Sorkin are like longtime friends. Josh Molina was in Sports Night. He was in early runs of um, A Few Good Men on Broadway. They're just like mm-hmm. good friends. Um, mm-hmm. And <laughs> when Sports Night ended, Josh Molina basically emailed Aaron Sorkin like, "Can I have a part?" <laughs> and like, I'm free. Like, I he like heard Rob Lowe was leaving. He was like, um, "I'm available, and I will you, let you pay me less money." <laughs> <laughs> So like just the introduction of the character is like such a, a clearly a Sorkin uh, like giving this like gift to Josh Molina in this like incredibly um, mm. competent and like uh, uh, what's the, the the word that I'm not currently being articulate human being. <laughs> I, I I thought that um, that when that because I didn't know that Rob Lowe was about to leave. I thought that because they introduce him as the campaign manager for this uh this congressman who died obviously mm. and i thought that they were going to have him run in his place because i was like that would work he'd be clearly very good at this <laughs> like he he clearly knows the issues and he'd clearly be able to advocate for them properly but there they were yeah. setting up to for um sam to do that so that then he could leave um mm. which i always found to be you know an interesting uh choice and then will bailey obviously joins uh uh, as in in Sam's um, <laughs> in Sam's job in one of the, just the second part of the inauguration two parter where I messaged you as I was watching it because you have that entire scene where Josh goes to Donna's house with like his crew of Danny and jo- Toby oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Charlie yeah. and Will and they throw snowballs at a window. It's oh, I love that. It's just like I'm losing my little tiny mind. <laughs> Everything about this is incredible. <laughs> I got to watch oh, those episodes again with um, the the live watch that uh, West Wing Weekly did. Um, yes. Just after the inauguration, that was a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I um, I don't know. I I did realize that. Um, I I think still to this day, my favorite season is season one. Ah. Uh, and actually, it's because it has. I don't know that that episode just talk to me when it was so sad uh uh it's episode seven uh the state dinner uh, oh, okay. when they have the hurricane coming in as well right the uh, bit at the end where he's talking to uh the, oh that is that uh, is a lot to that that scene is just heartbreaking it's like, so you know, beautiful it's, it's, I, I, yeah those moments where they bartlett got to be like really human with people mm-hmm. are some of the best i love those I, I that's why I love the show I'm not gonna lie like I I think uh, sometimes it was you know it was like a bigger moment but sometimes it was like the tiniest moment in there and it just made the episode like a hundred percent greater yeah <laughs> uh and uh, I I think like even as I was re-watching it now because I haven't seen it ever since it it aired and I was nine <laughs> yeah. it first came about so obviously I I did not remember too much from the first season I'm I'm, I'm not gonna lie I was like oh, a few things were in there but not too many mm. um 
and then uh, you know when then when that episode uh, came around uh, on my rewatch party, I was like, oh yep, yep, I I do remember this one. The second they mentioned the hurricane, I was like, oh no, I'm gonna cry on this. <laughs> Yeah, there, there were a few points where it like, especially I think um, around, because like like to your point when you said that when Bartlett just starts talking about things, it, it just it just moves you to tears at times. There are a number of times like I it happened way more I think in season four because I think he gave a few more speeches in that period because obviously he was running, uh, so he there was a lot of like um, I just there were the number of times I was sitting there going, why I'm getting so choked up right now. <laughs> Yeah, um, first season was that for me. Every single mm. time, I'm like, "Don't cry," but it's so nice. Don't cry. I, I, the one I, I mentioned to you, which it always kind of takes me by surprise, is the the in the part two parter for season four, the opening, yeah. when um they have the um the bombing, mm-hmm. and he he's he's doing that speech just after um. Uh, at the, I can't remember exactly what kind of a, an event it was, but he's he's like doing some kind of speech and he's talking about how the there were people who got out of the building and then they ran back into the fire, and then he says something along the lines of the streets of heaven are too crowded with angels tonight, and every time I'm just like, oh god, I can't actually <laughs> too much. <laughs> yeah. It's not even thinking about it. It's like like that line just comes out of nowhere within that speech, yeah. and I'm like, oh, I'm I'm gone. I've <laughs> lost me. <laughs> and I, I I think it's it's the side effect of uh, uh, watching uh, Sideways channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I think I realized what's the magic the the added magic behind it. It's the music. It's true. Snuffy Walden's music is incredible in this show. <laughs> And they and and I I noticed like especially now that I actually paid very close attention to the music how it changes yeah and uh, whenever Bartlett is getting into a deeper speech uh, or just like you know a, f- a few conversations the music changes like it's just a slight change but it's it it gets a lot more emotional than what you heard <laughs> before and I'm like I'm I'm watching way too much. <laughs> But I, I think I cracked the code. <laughs> yeah, music is such an important um, tool for that sort of thing. I think season one does it a little bit heavy, heavy-handedly a couple of times. Like they've even um, spoken about that a little bit. Uh, that like early those that early season, they felt like they had to put more sort of music in to kind of fill spaces. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Tommy Shlami talks a little bit about how they they kind of in the latter seasons took a lot of it out so that they had more moments of like quiet so that when music did come in it had way more of an effect um yeah i i i do absolutely agree with you that that, but it's so funny that because you've got like the one of the best opening like theme tunes just ever i think with the with the west wing thing because it's so iconic and it really does have that sense of patriotism like imbued inside it Mm. um but then you have like this whole episode and you have these really emotional uh, moments and then like often the the episode will kind of fade out and then you'll get that really happy it i never got that i was like why (laughs) at least change the the music or don't put anything in there i love that piece of music very dearly but just just the tonal shift when it comes in is like amazing (laughs) 
especially when they did it at the end of season one. I was like, who's been shot? Who's been shot? It takes you out of the moment. Like, come on. But to be fair, I think it, it, it's a, almost, it could be considered like a smart move in some ways because it's like you have that moment and then it's like, here's the end of the episode. Now you can start to transition out of that, that headspace. Now you can leave this bit behind. Leave me to my grief, please. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. I always get annoyed when, when they do this in movies and TV shows. I'm like, no, give me more time. <laughs> I need to uh, process the whole thing. Um, but yeah, um, we are getting close to the end of our mm. episode. So any final thoughts on this beautiful uh, TV show? I will say that I think season two is my favorite season. Okay. Because uh, you mentioned yourself, I think season two is my favorite season because it has just some mm. of my favorite episodes, in it, including you know Shadow of Tomb Gunman parts one and two. These are the, all the episodes that I got you to watch as well. Yes. Um, it's got Shibboleth in there, which is the episode in which um, uh, you know Bartlett's trying to get to, to um, Charlie to um, you know find him uh, a new carving knife, and he's like, "Don't you yeah. already have one?" And he goes, and he's like, "Yes, I've got this one." Um, uh, that my father gave to me and I, I would like you know supposedly you're meant to give it to your son and then he gives him the knife yeah <laughs> that is one of those moments that is like you really don't see it coming and it completely blindsides you and you're like oh. <laughs> he thinks of him as his son it's so nice it's such a nice moment um, and then obviously I got you to watch 17 people because that is a phenomenal piece of writing there's actually a website dedicated to like the anatomy of that episode called 17people.com at 17 mm -hmm. written out as a word uh which is it's got these little infographics and it shows you like how people sort of walked around spaces and everything and it's also got one of my favorite pieces of dialogue of all time which is you know just josh and donna being like if you were in an accident i wouldn't stop for a beer and if you were in an accident i wouldn't stop for red lights which is just the most beautiful way of saying i love you without actually saying i love you as i've ever heard oh, <laughs> it's so beautiful what a great sentiment um, Why don't you think uh and then you you know go on to um two cathedrals which i oh and noel which i haven't even mentioned but i think is like i have my favorite episode which is noel uh, which is the episode where josh deals with his ptsd which i think i honestly finished that episode and was like if bradley whitford didn't win an emmy for that i i'm gonna sue people which thankfully he did because christ alive he gives the performance of a lifetime in that yeah. episode yeah Oh my god! I like I cannot I like I have watched that episode like four times at this point, mm. and it just it, it gets me every time. The whole sequence uh, when he's listening to Yo-Yo Ma and he's having his attack, I think is one just it's so incredibly edited. Like the, the, it, it, it honestly feels like a panic attack, um, mm. and his performance in it is is so stunning. Um, and the music in it is amazing. You've got Yo-Yo Ma in there. I like that piece of music. I've I've grown to really love as well. Uh, the mm -hmm. the Bach and G major. Um, so it's just that that whole episode. But that's my favorite episode. But I think the best episode, even just technically speaking, is Two Cathedrals, which is the finale to season two, where you have the whole thing with Bartlett dealing with the death of Mrs. Landingham, and uh, just the fucking Martin Sheen in the scene in the cathedral where he's cursing God out in Latin. Like, yeah. uh, I like, <laughs> can't even begin to express. Like, I mean, that episode is all—it's you know, got flashbacks in it, but they serve such a purpose in that you I see, then. you see, um, like a young Jeb Bartlett meeting Mrs. Landingham for the first time. How they have this kind of like 
familial relationship and how important she was in his like throughout his life like these two clearly had just spent so much time together and she was always the one to kind of call him out on his bullshit when he wasn't you know doing enough uh, and all that sort of stuff and he just this you know decides it, it, the whole thing is like based on the backdrop of like whether or not he's going to run for presidency again um and it's just that that whole sequence at the end where the dire straits is playing he goes out in the rain and charlie leaves his coat behind because the president's not wearing his coat and he they they like um he he says that he's not going to run and he gets up to the podium and he just he puts his hands in his pockets and he smiles a little bit and you're like that man's going to run for president again and i'm fully on board for it and i just think it's that is it was it, it, i got the same feeling from that from watching the ozymandias episode of breaking bad Mm-hmm. where it was kind of like this is an excellent hour of television you couldn't watch this hour of television unless you had seen everything before it though yeah because it, it relies so much on everything like just knowing all the characters so well and like it, it is the it like it's it's one of the things i i think i speak about quite a lot and that it's it's the perfect sort of payoff for everything that you've seen beforehand mm-hmm. i love episodes of anything or just narratives in general that can pay things off so spectacularly uh, uh yeah and then the um obviously the lovely special and i, I decided to put this in my background that was one of the most fun things i got to watch was the yeah, was the show <laughs> i finished the show i was like i'm gonna sit down and watch the west wing special for when we all know now <laughs> which this is a this is a great episode just in general and it was so fun to watch these two go up against each other again because like neither of them have lost their touch we've Mm. spoken multiple times now over the past couple of months just how much we both love richard schiff and martin Uh, sheen i love richard i love richard so much he's so great but martin as well yes Ah, i i have grown a lot of love for martin sheen from there's a uh one of the episodes that they did of the West Wing Weekly where they they interviewed Martin Sheen and he's just talking like I did couldn't I it was it really put into perspective for me that you know Martin Sheen was a young young man when mm. Kennedy with um won the presidency like he was yeah. uh, very he's be, always been very politically active and just hearing him talk about that with such like effusiveness and like um just the emotion involved like I, mm. I listened to that hour I think it's a, like a, an hour and a half long uh, episode and I like just near the end of it I just cried because he was just being so like I it, just so much emotion and, and it, a man who has lived a life you know yeah just love Martin Sheen and just shout out to John Spencer who his the funeral episode that they did for him I wept during <laughs> he was so okay. wonderful and like everything I hear about him makes me re- sort of respect him more as a as a person he seemed to he he had the the legacy that that guy has is something i think we could all aspire to it's just the mm. way that people talk about him is is he, just heartwarming in a yeah, way that yeah. i i yeah god bless him uh, my final thought is yes. that uh, for some reason i don't know why <laughs> uh i could see um if if i look at the show and then i look at real life presidents uh i could imagine barack obama's best wing being like this i don't know why i think I that don't... it would probably be close enough you know santos was based on barack obama before he was even a yeah. presidential cam- yeah, candidate which i find to be fascinating like it, yeah. they, they just like managed to like you know pick out this this young senator from chicago and they were like well here's where we're gonna base um 
Jimmy mm. Smith's character on. I love Ben. It's so great. I love Ben. It's so great. And, uh, you know, uh, it's a great show. So it is an excellent I... show. Just watch it. I promise you're just going to have a good time. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, then I think it's definitely time to. It's just beautiful comfort it food. It is exactly it is. what government should be and like politics yeah. and, and just a lot of people who uh, want to be doing better. And it, folks, just talking to the people at home now, if you feel like you shouldn't be getting involved in politics because you feel like nothing ever changes, it's the exact reason why you should be getting involved in politics. Things that your government exactly. should be working for you. <laughs> you need to tell them what it is that you want and you need to yeah. lobby for it. That's all I have to say. <laughs> yep, I agree. I agree. Um, this was fun. It was fun. Uh, I had a good time. I, I can see that you're happy, which makes me happy. Uh, and then, uh, you know, uh, I, I think uh, our usual stuff. Don't forget to subscribe here, like the video and comment. Yes. And then, um, you you know, the Apple bits. Um, yes. Races on Apple Podcasts for the... Which is helpful, apparently. It is. It is. Uh, because we are still a podcast. So yes, we are. Still... You don't have to watch us. You can just listen to us. It's nice. You can just, although you're going to miss this beautiful place. You get to miss, uh, you miss our backgrounds, our beautiful backgrounds. And that as well. Uh, but, uh, you know, if, if you just fancy listening to us, then we are still there. Um, and then there's still a pandemic. So, mm -hmm. mask, wash your hands, keep the distance. Yep. And let's hope that we're going to get the fuck out of this by the end of this year, at least. Because it's, it's getting a bit tiring. Uh, and to the cast of the West Wing, we would love to have any of you on at any time. Yes. Um, it's, it's especially if, if I may say this, that, uh, you know, just, you know, just Martin Sheen, maybe. I know it's a big ask, but I would love to talk to I desperately, Sheen. desperately want to talk to Bradley West. <laughs> Oh, that like come on uh i i funnily enough i want to talk about, uh with bradley Whitford about uh cabin in the woods because i just yeah. bradley Whitford I... is one of those people who like after he's i kind everything. of he's in everything he just pops up i'm like wait hang on he's in that as well <laughs> i'm like hang on i've seen so many movies with bradley Whitford in it and i had no idea see see oh, Batman, so dearly huh. brad oh. please Come chat with us. And maybe Alison. <laughs> yes, absolutely. If it's not a big S, then we love you, Alison. Um, and also, her new movie is already out. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the reviews were, were a bit naff, but everybody says that she's amazing. Yeah, I will definitely watch it. I don't care. <laughs> I have to see her. Uh, mm -hmm. Also, one last question before we leave. Oh, yeah. Did go. you watch the uh, Cruella trailer? I did. I was way more impressed with that than I thought I was going to be. Right? And I was I'm, kind of watching I'm, it like, I, hmm. I didn't realize it was Amut. I was like, that's Amut's like, what the fuck? The She's... evil. Uh, what what's gonna be her name? Uh, I will I will find out. She's because I, I did check it. I was like, I did. I have been seeing a lot of memes about her. Like, <laughs> just completely. It's like, Cruella Deville, girl boss. <laughs> So Emma Thompson's girl. name is is gonna be Baroness. So I'm like, I think she's gonna be the evil one. I don't think I know. Oh, is Emma? Hang on. I don't that's think I read that Emma Thompson is in it. Is is, is she the other woman that's in the, the yes. trailer? Yes. What the? I didn't recognize her at all. Right. 
<laughs> I like, I was like afterwards, I was like, oh, I wonder who that woman was. I'm gonna check it on IMDb, and I was like, that's Emma Thompson. What the fuck? <laughs> I love Emma Thompson. I love Emma Thompson. <laughs> Emma Thompson is great, and also I freaking loved Emma Stone's accent in that. Mm. I was like, kind of. I, I like it a lot. I think it very much fits the the, the tone that she's going for with that character. Oh. I like that she seems batshit. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love that. I love uh, uh, the ads that they did, like the poster ads and everything. Mm. I think she's gorgeous. I'm going to draw her. <laughs> That's my Smart next move. assignment because that those posters are beautiful. Mm. Um, I, I I am excited and it's, it's coming out in May. So. May, yeah. I'm, I'm interested. I am intrigued. I did see a few people being like, I can't believe they're making out like Cruella Deville has like, um, it, it wasn't love. Uh, like, is this kind of like misunderstood, um, uh, you know, girl boss sort of big character, even though she, you know, skins some fucking dogs. And like, that was in the back of my head whilst I was watching it. But I do think that they make out the fact that she's fucking crazy. In, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> throughout the trailer. I'm, 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 I'm sure it's going to show. <laughs> Like uh, you know, I will just watch it for Emma, Emma Stone and Emma Thompson as well because like the Emmas, come on, the Emmas, they are amazing. Um, and that's it for today. Uh, we love you guys and take care. Let's beat everybody. <laughs>